and and look at me bragging about it here right like yeah. I, i'm not i'm not saying this like you know uh uh man i can't believe martin short is such a jerk no i'm like i got made fun of by martin short welcome again to it doesn't take a genius conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view here are your hosts my friends max and marty i think that's mark and mike yeah whatever ramsey Marshall, it is so wonderful to see you yet again. And uh, for the folks uh, who are listening in and not viewing us on YouTube, I uh, have to say two things. Uh, first off, hit that like and subscribe button because we always forget to say that, but we're supposed to say it. Hey, and uh, actually, my kids say I'm supposed to say smash that like button. So maybe I'll <laughs> smash anyway. Um, the other thing is, uh, what is your background? Because I know I'm supposed to recognize it and I never know this one. Is it Mad Men? Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mad Men. Mad Men. Yes. Uh, the, uh, the avocado, the avocado green appliances, uh, yes. the, uh, what was that? Pine. <laughs> yeah. The naughty pine, naughty pine cabinets, yes. all the good stuff. And so, uh, yeah, it kind of fits with today's episode about being a madman. <laughs> so, Oh, so clever. Uh, yeah, there's always a segue. The, uh, so <laughs> we're talking about this t- today. We were talking to, about, uh, yeah, I go in the restaurant and uh, the the uh, waitress person appears. And the waitress person has, has three like pierced lip thingies. Like I'm not, I don't know the nomenclature, but yeah, there's three piercings in her lip, a couple in her nose little chain thing happening here neck tattoo uh i don't think the hair color was natural uh <laughs> you know just a whole different hues uh that maybe you'd see in the aurora borealis and so and i, I got to thinking about it right but she was outstanding and oh. and so her her, her uh, capabilities at the craft of waitressing were far above those that, that I had seen recently. And therefore, all the stuff she did went from weird and odd to, oh, it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so uh, you, you have a thesis that kind of goes along with with that. Do you want to just hit it with us? Yeah, yeah. So So you can act as silly and as eccentric as you want as long as you are exceptional at your job. If you try to act silly and eccentric and you're not good at your job, you look like a moron. You look silly and eccentric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with no other redeeming qualities. Uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about uh, my father, he was having, uh, having bladder issues, right? And so everybody was like, well, you got to go see Dr. Vaughn, you know, and he was like an hour away and we're like, Dr. Vaughn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's the, when, if you're having trouble peeing, this is your guy. This is, this, you know, <laughs> nobody else in the tri-state. So you walk in the room and, and Dr. Vaughn walks in and he's got this Willie Nelson vibe. You know, he's wearing the, the, the fringe leather jacket with oh, the yeah, tassels yeah. from the seventies. He's got this <laughs> ponytail goes halfway down to the middle of his back. Um, yeah, you know, these 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 obscenely uh, you know strange cowboy boots with I'm sure some sort of endangered species on them. 
Yeah. And and you're like, well, this guy's a nut job. <laughs> but come to find out, it didn't take you very long to figure out he is the absolute best in this case urologist in our in our market. Huh. And so number one, you uh, might say. Yeah, yeah, he's number one in number one. <laughs> so yeah, the uh-huh. the so you let it all pass. People referred yeah. him. People and the, and it became kind of the the persona. Uh, you, you know, he was just he was just a, he was an out there. He was eccentric. Lo and behold, perfectly acceptable if you're at the top of your field. And, and and you might even have to define top of your field. Maybe you're the absolute best waiter or waitress in your restaurant, or maybe in the mm-hmm. area, or maybe in the. You know, your your sales or your 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 manufacturing performance is top in the region or the district or you know whatever it is, but you have to excel uh, yeah. if you want to be accepted with your eccentricities. So you're reminding me of a character that Fred Armisen played on Saturday Night Live uh, called Nicholas Fane, who uh, you know like would he would do like Weekend Update segments you know where he'd uh, sort of take over the mic and uh you know like long uh you know sort of stringy hair um you know sort of counterculture he's wearing an army jacket and um you know he says uh if you're not familiar with my comedy you know i i take current events and give my own you know unique skew to the you know to the events and then he starts like trying to uh, you know, riff off of a headline and and talk about current events, but he's he's so poor at it that like it never goes anywhere. And eventually, like the anchor of Weekend Update turns on him and is like, you know, just shut up. Um, so so even Saturday Night Live, which you know I guess at one point was considered kind of counterculture, I think it's pretty establishment now. But you know, a a place that sort of saw itself as a beacon of you know we we try to be progressive with our with our comedy. They even made fun of people who couldn't deliver on the actual progressiveness. So the guy just looks like an idiot, that, to your point. You know, that's mm-hmm. sort of the shtick. That's the point of the comedy. Um, so there's an example even from within, you know, sort of a a, a, a counterculture tradition where, yeah, y- you need to be good at this if you're going to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a wonderful example. I was watching uh, uh, some some uh, basketball documentary. And there was this basketball player and he just looked like, you know, a good basketball player, nice defensive player. And mm-hmm. at some point the announcer said, you know, that's Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and he looked really? completely like just any, you know, you know, standard college, you know, player, you know, and, and then, you know, cause I remember Dennis Rodman, but my, my recollection of Dennis Rodman as many people is, you know, just just tattoos everywhere. Every single game, he changes hair color to some vibrant yep. thing that was going on. Uh, he was on, I believe it was the cover of Time magazine, wearing a wedding dress. Yeah, yeah. His exploits in Vegas were 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 the the stuff that would make you know Van Halen blush. Right. And everybody let him get away with it because. He was winning championships because right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan came out and said, we wouldn't win championships without him. Yeah. He's that important right. to the team. And, and he became famous enough that he was able to go over to North Korea 
Right. <laughs> Hang out with Kim Kim Jong Il and you know, you know, broker a little, you know, try to broker a little world peace. And everybody went, that's Rodman. Yeah, you know, he's won championships. That's fine. You know, anybody else would have gotten canceled, uh, you know, been labeled a traitor, not allowed back in the country. That's just Rodman. Yeah, you know, yep. you know yep. heck of a defensive player. And, and, <laughs> and they just they give a pass to all the eccentric eccentric behavior because he was wildly successful. Did did I ever tell you about the time that I was made fun of personally by Martin Short? <laughs> No, but I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so, uh, so my dad worked with a car dealer in, uh, he was in Long Island and, uh, dad had gone up to work with him a few times and, uh, just, a just wonderful man, uh, was very kind to our family. He loved to take us to, you know, we, he, he took mom and dad, uh, he took dad and he took the whole family one time, uh, on separate occasions, we went to Broadway shows and then a really nice dinner where he had the best seat in the house and knew the maitre d' personally and, you know, showed up in his Bentley. And we, we just felt like we were living large. Um, and he, I, I went on a college trip with some college friends and I said, do you think Mr. Lieberman would get us a, a seat at Sardi's? Do you think that'd be possible? And so not only did he get us a, a, a really nice table at Sardi's, uh, but he also came and watched us eat like he and his paramour at the time who uh, had a rock on her hand that, you know, all the all the ladies in my group were just like, did you see the diamond on her finger? You know, they just couldn't believe it. So it was like we were just so out of our element. None of us checked our coats. We were so like, oh, we're not sure we can even afford this. We we didn't even check our coats and hung them on the back of our chairs. And first off, Sardi's customer service was exquisite when they realized that we could only pay for dessert. Within 30 seconds, the whole table was cleared of anything but the dessert, you know, silverware and, and place settings. But, um, you know, at halfway through the meal, the the server said, uh, you know, do you want to know anything about Sardi's? And if you're not familiar, you know, it's a it's a very famous Broadway eatery, has uh, characters on the wall from all these different places. It was in one of the Muppet movies as as a set and, and lots of things. Um, and uh, he, he was the one who pointed out that Martin Short was sitting you know, across from us with his entourage. And uh, so um, at one point uh, when Mr. Lieberman came, I I stood up when I realized Mr. You know, we didn't know Mr. Lieberman was going to join us. Mr. Lieberman uh, sat at another table and, and uh, talked to us. But when he walked in the room, I jumped up and said, Mr. Lieberman. And my knees popping into my chair was just enough to make the whole chair go wham and hit the floor because it was top heavy with the coat that I had hanging on it. And um, about that time, uh, all of that is to say Martin Short pointed at me, leaned over and said something and the whole table laughed. So I'm, I'm sure I was the, you know, the butt of a look at these out of town rubes joke and, and look at me bragging about it here. Right. Like, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not saying this like, you know, uh, uh, man, I can't believe Martin Short is such a jerk. No, I'm like. I got made fun of by Martin Short, right? It's because he's a man at the top of his game, right? Like this is this is a, a genius of comedy, and I got the privilege of being on the butt end of his jokes. Yeah, he's he's so good that I I'm like excited that I get to say that I was a part of that joke. He doesn't even remember this event. I mean, this is probably like a you know every hour occurrence for him, but it was a it was a big deal for me to get to be abused 
by Martin Short. Oh, what a world, right? I, and I, I think you're wrong. I think uh, Martin Short went home and wrote in his diary that night. <laughs> Yo, got to make fun of some Kentucky folks <laughs> hanging out in the Big Apple. <laughs> you know, it was a great day. A great day. It was awesome. The uh, well, you you bring up a great point, right? How do we tie this back to to you know some of the clients that we work with every day? Yeah. So it reminds me of the the, the my my favorite question to ask in a car dealership, yep. all time. All my questions. This is my favorite. <clears throat> How many cars do I have to sell in order to not follow the rules? Yep. Yep. What? And then everybody realizes it. Yeah, everybody's like, that's you know, everybody treat everybody the same. It's you know, everybody <laughs> follows the same process, and there are no favorites here. And then you, you, <laughs> you just stare at them and you don't say anything, just give them the look, right? And then they, then they start to crack. Why right, 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 right. So so Joel, you know, he sells the most cars, all right, right. For him, uh, sales <laughs> meetings are optional, he doesn't follow the process. Uh, he's the only guy, you know, nobody knows he's the only guy with a demo. Uh, you know, like everybody knows all of this stuff, yeah. But if you reach a certain level of success, all of a sudden you can be a little eccentric. You can, you can, you yeah. know, you, you gain a little autonomy, and people allow you, you know, some space. And so, so you know, it's a wonderful example in our world. I will say, right on the on the flip side of this, being my own devil's advocate, that that yeah, you should still bring your authentic self to work. You still want to you still want to bring yourself to the to the craft. J just know that there's a point where where it will cross a line, and you really it's hard to define where that line is. Of of it's if it's out there enough and still acceptable, and then it crosses the line of unacceptable. And, yeah, and and your success pushes that line farther farther away. Well, and, and you're, you were going to bring up that devil's advocate position. And I've, I've got a similar one, which is we're not saying this is a moral issue. This isn't like right or wrong. This is just, this is how human nature works. You, you get to be getting away with some things if you're providing such a value to the people around you that they're more than willing to excuse the behavior. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and authenticity is the same way, right? At the, at the base level, you know, you being authentic, there's something about that that brings value. You know, people know they're dealing with a real human being who's really, you know, present and thinking about their situation. If you're in a retail environment, right? If you're a waitress, uh, they, they know that they're getting some realness from you and they appreciate that and value that when you creep up into eccentricville, uh, maybe, maybe that's, that's super authentic, but you're not adding enough value to offset that. So mm -hmm. that I think that's the issue is, you know, we're, we're still people who have human nature. And, and that's what we're talking about here is describing human nature and the value we bring to others. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you, you make such a great point that this is not fair. <laughs> this is not <laughs> right. fair. So so you see, like, like if 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 you have somebody who has, uh, you know, they, they're they're addicted to pharmaceuticals. Right. Yeah. If you're rich. And you have this problem with pharmaceuticals, yep. you've, got, you've got a medical issue. If yeah. you're poor and you're you know you have a problem with pharmaceuticals, you're an addict. Right. <laughs> like like wait a minute, I think it's the same problem. Yeah, but your success in socioeconomic will change how people refer to it. Yep. And how people Small. looked at it. And there was a comedian. He was you know went back when 
you know, like everywhere you went in the airport, you know, people were reading 50 shades of gray uh, yeah. about this, you know, apparently it was about a millionaire billionaire guy and he was doing strange things to this lady and uh, this comedian, I can't remember who it was, but he came out and he said, you know, the book wouldn't been nearly as popular if the, uh, the hero in the book lived in a house trailer and worked at Walmart. Yeah. It would have been a story yeah. of, of abduction and abuse. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're a billionaire, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's completely acceptable. Yeah, it, it's very easy. I mean, I've I've got some uh, female friends who have talked about that. That you know, like it's it's in many ways, it's very easy to just read it as a book that romanticizes rape, the end. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, you know, but we've we've managed to say, you know, oh, but it's you know, it's sexy because he's a billionaire and he's interested in her of all people. You know, whatever. You know, yeah. creepy. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, think about it. All right. Uh, no one will fire you for eccentricity if you're the top performer. Yeah. Now, and not to say that the difference would be right. If you are a toxic employee, if you're a negative influence or whatever. Yeah. That's you, not what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about got, eccentricity. Yeah. You got some strange quirky things that you do that don't detract from anybody else doing their job they will let you get away with it if yep. you're leading the board yep. <laughs> if you're top in the region uh, yep. things like that so so know that 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 if this is what you desire uh, right i want to i want to let more of my real self come through my authentic self be so shown then then you have to couple that with with hard work and productivity and success and i think that uh, really that's great advice for anybody you know, like uh, there's the, there's going to be something that at some point you're going to want excused. There's going to be some moment where you need some goodwill from the people around you. If you're excellent at what you do, you know, bringing your real real self to work, um, I think you get a lot more leeway, um, whether or not you want to be eccentric or just are trying to get through the day <laughs> after mm -hmm. making a mistake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll let you decorate your cubicle any way you like, as long as you're leading the board. <laughs> You have the highest customer satisfaction here, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the metric is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can bring a palm tree an aquarium. They don't care. That's right. fine. Uh, you know, that, that's, that, that, that's Lori. She's fine. Uh, you know, she's one of our best, uh, you know? So, so yeah, if she wants to have a collection of bobbleheads, uh, you know, that that's up to her, uh, you know, we're, we're good with that. So, so yeah, think about where, where are you at on this scale, uh, both eccentric wise and performance wise. And if you, you think there's more of the world that you want to show, know that there has to be success to go with that. I think that's right. right. I, you know, we, we've had a lot of eccentricity from a certain gentleman and every bit of it has been excused oh, because okay. he is the best voiceover artist we've ever worked with, frankly. Oh, yeah, and he works for us for free. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the performance I'm looking for. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. Uh, there is no equal. Take it away, Mr. Wolf. And that's a wrap. It doesn't take a genius. The blog dedicated to reducing the irreducible. Next time, prime numbers. What makes them so special? Join us then, and thanks for listening. That's good enough.